Welcome back to the Renaissance, episode 95. Mm-hmm. It's raining outside, I don't know if you can hear that. Oh my god, um, yes. Could you get yeah, God to do something? Yeah. I killed. It, <laughs> Maybe. It Domini Patri, Filii Spiritus Sancti. Oh, look at that. Fuck. Shit, it worked. Well done. <laughs> Episode two of Savonarola. Yes. We're on a roller <laughs> with Savonarola. <laughs> Savo. Yeah. The world's first incel. Yeah. Um, as we mentioned uh, last time, after his first year as a novice at the Dominican convent in uh, Bologna, mm-hmm. he became a deacon. Oh, in 1477, not Roger Deacon. No, it's taken. The, uh, the uh, member of Queen, Roger Deacon, was he the drummer? Was he the drummer? Um, was he the bass player? I can never remember who he was. Uh, well, yeah. He was the uh, bass player right. uh, of, uh, of Queen. Uh, still alive, happy birthday to uh, it was John Deacon. No, uh, John Richard Deacon? No, he wasn't Roger. Uh, Roger Taylor is the drummer. John Deacon right. is the bass okay. player. See, that's right. Just Kid, kids, why you don't do together. drugs? <clears throat> don't do drugs, kids. <clears throat> I took them both in, squeezed them together as <laughs> I know Freddie Mercury did at least once or twice. I'm sure. In his brain, if nothing else. Yeah. Roger Deacons is a world-famous cinematographer who works for the Coen brothers and Sam Mendes. Oh, cool. Shot a lot of uh, great films, uh, you know, uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, uh, Man Who Wasn't There, The Lady Killers, No Country for Old Men, mm. uh, Skyfall, um, Blade Runner 2049. Damn. Not a great film in my book, but, uh, you know, it goes way back, Barton Fink. The Hudsucker Proxy, The Shawshank Redemption, Damn. Fargo, The Big Lebowski. <sighs> what a career. What a career. Yeah, he's made some fucking movies, man. Yeah. Like uh, yeah. Sid and Nancy, great film. 1984, the one that was yeah. made in 1984. Van Morrison and Ireland, getting back to St. Dominic's preview from previous episode. Right. Been around. Yeah. Been around. But Shot a lot of great films. Seen some things. Yeah. Moving on now. We're not talking about speaking directors. <laughs> speaking of seeing some things, as this young man is starting to take his courses, he is able to skip some of them because his grandfather's tutoring. But, of course, he does not want to skip the Bible studies because, gosh darn it, that's why he's there. He wants to jump. Deep into the Bible, one, the, the Dominicans pretty much make the scriptures a part of everything they do. This young man is looking for answers, and it's going to turn out that, like you said in the last episode, he is going to fall in love with the early fathers of the church because they were Christians, they were simple, they just sought to serve God, and that is exactly what he's looking for. Oh, oh, oh Mary. Getting my Help stre- me, Mary. I'm trying to get my stretchy pole. Oh. I'm going to the gym Sacarilli. again now that it's opened up here and I'm all all sore, stiff, yeah. sore. Right. Oh, it's a good stretch. Oh. Good stuff. 
Yeah, so Savo starts his preaching on a small scale and he's increasingly getting upset about his brother Dominicans, who he thought had become lazy and corrupt. Yeah, he's not wrong. They're part of the problem. Yeah. He joined them because he thought they were hardcore, a little bit of nutsack whipping. <laughs> but uh, as it turns out, uh, they're not as much into that as he is. By the time he had entered the order, Pope Sexy and I Know It had issued a bull <gasps> allowing the Dominicans and the other mendicant orders to relax their vows of property, uh, sorry, of poverty right. and to start owning property. <clears throat> And Savo was appalled. He was an old school kind of guy. He wrote, The doctors and preachers are full of pride and clerics think only of ancient rhetoric and philosophy. The church is stung by secret heretics and seduced by the devil. False friars pretend to fly high and live as Christians, but they are earthbound, stifling the flowering of goodness and choking the roots of grace. I wish I could choke my root, but (laughs) they've got me wearing this fucking leather girdle. And so the church falls and her holy works go to ruin. Meanwhile, infidel dogs exoriate her, saying that if Christianity were the true faith, Christians would not live as they do. But again, he kept these feelings to himself, as he said in that poem he wrote when he was 20, Tell your thoughts to few because everyone will be your enemy. Yes. So, yeah. I was just going to say, yeah, so so he's disappointed in his fellow students. He's disappointed in the higher-ups in the church because they're all about logic and debate and philosophy. And they're missing the basic, simple promise of God's work, doing God's work, the love of God, seeking God out, and teaching that, and this is the most important part, teaching that to the peoples. They're not doing it. They're living large, and he's just more disgusted every day that goes by. And you're right, he's starting to preach now, but he's got to keep all that stuff in check. It's not like he can just come out and and throw it all out there, because that would be the end of his career. And as it turns out, he has talent. The church officials see this, and so he's going to keep going in the school for a while yet. Now, Either sort of late 1478, early 1479, he was assigned to be a junior lector mm. in the Priory of Santa Maria degli Angeli in Ferrara. Right. Back to uh, his old hometown mm-hmm. where he most likely taught logic right. to the novices. Hated it. Sorry. And, and yeah, hated <laughs> it. And then in April 1482, he was able to attend a meeting of the Lombard Congregation. Mm-hmm. What was the Lombard Congregation, Ooh. Ray, for $500? I'm going to semi-guess, even though I'm breaking the rules, I'm going to use my one token to, to, to break the rule. Is this about owning property or no? Mm, kind of no. But, Damn. You, know. okay. you want to phone a friend? Uh, yes. Ring, ring, ring. Hey, Cam, what, what's that meeting Hello, about? Oh, who is it? <laughs> it's, it's fucking Ray. It's the bat signal. I'm the only person who has this number. How did you get this number? <laughs> I thought I, <laughs> thought I had a restraining order against you calling this number. Okay. It, it wasn't funny. The temp- to quietly. Oh. So, right? so Chrissy doesn't know. Oh, we're not. What are you wearing? Okay. What are you wearing? Well, what have you got when on? I call you, damn near nothing except for a smile. Hey, tell me what that meeting was about. And I'm going to. Keep my hands where you can't see them. <laughs> the Lombard Congregation. 
Yeah, look, a bunch of Dominicans would get together uh, from around them, their parts. <laughs> um, I think it started in Lombardy. Um, but they, they would get together and talk about how they wanted to reform their order. Uh. They, they, they'd been around for a couple of hundred years and they were like, yeah, some people weren't happy yeah. with the way... Property was part of it and the poverty thing was part of it, so they wanted to change that. But also there were things like... Um, you know, they had like a grand master in fucking Shaolin or something, and he was he was making all the orders. And they're like, "Listen, Look. Shaolin's got nothing to do with Ferrara in Italy. You, right. you know, you don't know anything about what's it's going on in our neck of the woods. Yeah. We should be able to do our own thing. Just leave us alone." He's like, "No, right. listen to me, uh, young scallywags. Yeah. If on a roller, or you were." Uh, you know, you have to learn the, the, the monkey stance. And they're like, oh, yeah, I prefer dance. a white crane. And right. there's this whole this thing. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they would meet and, and, and sort of argue about these sorts of things, get up and give speeches about, well, the Bible says this, Ooh, therefore that, and right. the other and whatever. Now, one of the people in attendance at this 1482 meeting of the Lombard Congregation was very young Pico della Mirandola, the later to become the self-proclaimed smartest <laughs> motherfucker in the world. I got the answers! Yeah. Oh, good for him. He would have been uh, a mere 19. Doesn't matter. At the time. Doesn't matter. And, uh, you know, he, he, he rocked up and he was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I see. Savo... Must have gave some speeches during this, right. uh, debating the finer points of ice cold water on the genitals or something. And uh, Pico was apparently highly impressed with Savo mm. and his uh, hook nose and his eloquence. Right. And he went, Oh, yeah. Keep an eye. Uh, yeah, Savo, eh? Cut your Wrote his name right. down. Yeah. I'm going to remember you for later. Now, this would have huge consequences for Florence and for Pico. Um, many years later. And, and if we haven't made this clear, Savo does know his shit. He might not like all of this stuff and he thinks it's the wrong way to go as far as the salvation of the church and the people and all that good stuff. But he has spent years studying. He does know the Bible. He is able to quote scripture and he's able to give um, dissertations on it. So when if he does give a speech, I'm sure he did a very good job there. He does go through the motions and he does know what he's talking about. He just doesn't agree with it. Well, he agrees with Parts of right, it, yeah. but he wants to go. He's old school. Yeah, yeah. Keep it simple. You know, he's, he's, Kiss. he's, yeah, Keep he's it simple, an old stupid. school guy. Right, right. Taking it back to old school. <laughs> Early 80s. You know, all he needs is an, all he needs is a, an 808. Right. That's all. <laughs> is that a big gold he, chain? He, he, he does. Right? What is, what? Yeah, he, he, yeah. Get your Nikes, uh, your Adidas, I mean, no, no, uh, no laces. <laughs> the right kind of hat <laughs> with a feather in it. Yeah. Yeah, he he's uh, you know he doesn't need <laughs> any of this uh, Flashy, fancy right. shit. Fuck yeah. that. You know he, he he's all Grandmaster Flash <laughs> and the Furious Five. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Glass. 
everywhere. People pissing on the stage, you know they just don't care. I can't take the smell, can't take the noise. Got no money to move out, I guess I got no choice. Rats in the front room, roaches in the back. Junkies in the alley with the baseball bat. I tried to get away, but I couldn't get far. Cause a man with the touch of repossessed my car. Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Standing on the front stoop, hanging out the window, watching all the cars go by, roaring as the breezes blow. A crazy lady living in a bag, eating out of garbage pails. Used to be a fag hag, such a dance to tango, skipped the life and dangle. A circus princess seemed to lost her senses. Down at the peep show, watching all the creeps, so she could tell her stories to the girls back home. She went to the city and got so 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 diddy. She had to get a pimp, she couldn't make it on her own. Don't push me, 'cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. <laughs> that was uh, that was uh, Savannah Roller there with uh, keeping a real the message, right? Keeping a real yeah. old school, Old Testament's more like it. Uh, yeah. Now, after this, uh, after his performance right. at the uh, Lombard Congregation, uh, he was assigned to the convent of San Marco in Florence Ooh. as the master of novices. Moving on up. He's getting somewhere. So he's going to have his own pupils. He's going to be preaching. He's still going to be studying. This is April of 1482. But again, he's taking a break from his studies. He's mixing it up with the real world. Let's see how well he does or not. In Florence. Yeah, San Marco, obviously, in Florence. Savo is only 30 years old. Now, San Marco, of course, is in Medici territory, even more that it is one of the favourite churches of the Medici Ooh, and had been for a long time. Yeah. When Cosimo asked his friend Pope, you fucking genius, <laughs> uh, how he might earn God's pardon for all of his sins, <laughs> including being filthy fucking Tony Coniston-level rich... Uh, the Pope told him he should spend 10,000 florins yeah. on improvements to the convent of San Marco. I would like that. Cosimo said, 10,000? <laughs> That's, uh, you know, I pissed that up against the wall before breakfast. You watch me, bitch. Hold my beer. Um, now, even, even before he came to yeah. power in 1434, Cosimo and his brother Lorenzo had been trying to bring a Dominican community oh, to Florence. Right. Why, Ray? Um, ooh, ooh, I don't know, and I'm not allowed to guess, but I, uh, that's all I have. <laughs> well, you know, the, you, we know that the uh, Medici and Florence in general and the popes didn't get along New all that well. and water. The the. the The Florentines uh, were gradually trying to gain more and more independence, and they didn't. They just wanted to make money. They didn't want to get sucked yeah. into all of these papal shed, wars over yeah. the papal states. Fuck yeah, they're like, just leave us alone to make the cash. <laughs> and so um, they they kind of had this idea that the Dominicans were a little bit uh, anti-pope, uh, and so they were like, that could be handy. We could use one of those. Here, remember the whole breakdown over the Inquisition where Pope Sixtus told him to cut it out and they said, make us, bitch. And he went, yeah, yeah okay, okay, good point. <laughs> um, so 
the the church of of San Marco, the convent of San Marco was previously run by the Silvestrines, Benedictine monks that worshipped Sylvester Stallone. Sure, who doesn't? And uh, that's why... That's why a lot of those paintings we've seen, those early Renaissance paintings of men, we said that like, a lot of them look yeah. like Rocky. Yo, Adrian! Um, that was... Right. Yo, Adrian! <laughs> hey! <Let's>... <laughs> <laughs> Mickey! Mickey! Quit, Adrian! Quit hitting me! No, wait a minute. No, oh, that's man, not right. Right. <laughs> uh, So... <laughs> They wanted to get, so they got rid of the Silvestrines uh, and uh, the Benedictines took their orders from Rome and they got them replaced with the help of a Pope. Nice. With uh, Dominicans. Now, Cosimo put his favourite architect, Michelozzo Michelozzi, right. in charge of renovating the whole place. Fra Angelico was sent there to, well, he was a, he was a, a Dominican, but he ended up uh, painting... Mm-hmm the altarpiece for the church and decorating it, painting all of these frescoes. It's where Fra Filippo Filippi was based. It's where he banged nuns, <laughs> where he taught the young booty call how to paint. Right. And it's only a few minutes' walk from the Duomo and the Baptistry and from the Medici Palace, the Palazzo de Medici. So brilliant. This is this is uh, in the this is smack bang in the heart right. of Medici territory when Savo ends up there as the master of novices. Now, again, uh, j- just to add on to that, because you've got to admire the political brilliance of that. I'm going to invite this little yipper dog that loves to bite at Catholic toes. And it's just, I'm just going to put it right here. And if they end up attacking you, remember, it's not me, the Medici. It's this order that I just happened to fund. So absolutely brilliant. But uh, Girolamo is there. He's teaching the novices the basic disciplines of logic and philosophy. He's writing textbooks. And no, they're not original. But it does show how well he has read and covered the ancient philosophers. So again, he knows what he's doing. But in short, his teachings, his text, they are towing the traditional lines, the, the order, the, the brotherhood have would have no reason to be upset with him, but he is in Florence and he is going to be giving uh, sermons at some point. Yeah. Before yeah. we get into yeah. his books, I just want to get back to this Please. involvement of the Medici and San Marco, because the funny thing about that is St. Dominic, mm-hmm. in his original, when he was writing down the rules right. to, for being a, 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 a dom, uh, he, he wanted, this is how to dom correctly. Right, it's important. Ulrich, a friend in uh, Germany, Ulrich Hoxha, knows all about being a dom, but that's another story. Uh, when St. Dom was laying down the dom rules, right. the rule dom, as, it, as you might call it, he said they had to observe chastity, humility, and poverty. Humility? And said, I invoke God's curse right. and mine oh. upon the introduction of possessions oh. into this order. Now, these motherfuckers at San Marco <clears throat> have got the Medici basically just <laughs> flooding them with money and art Sculptures, and paintings. all the things oh that's my best. God. The church was destroyed by two earthquakes in the mid 1400s, yeah, and you would think somebody God. would have gone, "Hey, well, it's Saint, think... D- Saint Dom's curse. That's the curse of Dom, right? Working going through God. on there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But nobody, uh, nah, nobody picked up on and, that. 
No one picked up on that. No, Medici just rebuilt it. Ah, you're being crazy. Don't worry about it. It won't happen again. It's like the Death Star. Who's going to destroy it a second time? Come on. The Dominicans there didn't have to beg for food. The Medici had a a, a food truck. Right. Yeah, food truck turn up three times a day, different (laughs) cuisines every time. They had a chef, right? Different celebrity Top- chefs coming in all the time. <laughs> Topless waitress, uh, yeah. <laughs> Our little boys, bottomless. I don't know. Whatever you want. It was all laid on for young and old. They were on the Medici tip, right? And and this is where Savo, oh. the Mister Old School yes. Grandmaster Flash himself, has sent. Oh shit. No, no, no. Like, to the, if, if there was one place they should not have sent this guy. <laughs> right. It was to the place but that was on the Medici tit. They didn't know because he kept his mouth shut. And now he's going to see, I guess, the worst example of everything that he thinks is wrong with the world. And then one of these textbooks that he writes, he writes religious textbooks, but he also writes political textbooks for the students. Sure. And he basically writes his Mein Kampf. Right. Uh, it's it was part of a series of books called the Compendium of Morals, and his last book in that series was called On Politics and Government. And he wrote that the purpose of a community was to help people pursue their highest good in life, right. which, yeah. in his view, was the contemplation of God. Sounds he good. wrote, "It is better that citizens farm their own land than pursue wealth by commerce, fueled by greed." Commerce corrupts the community with venality, fraud, and contempt for the public good, while the wealth of the few enables them to rule over the many. He's not wrong. Polity thrives when citizens are neither very rich nor very poor. Mm -hmm. Citizens of the middling sort tend to be more reasonable and function as a countervailing force against either of the extremes. For the best form of government... Gov- government, <laughs> government, God, Prince of the Universe is the best model. A single ruler Ooh. is most able to maintain unity and peace among the many. On the other hand, a tyrant is the very worst, for he sows discord and disunity. To resist or depose a tyrant, however, is not the prerogative of private persons, but of a legitimate public authority, someone who holds his place From God. Mm. If the founder of the regime was a high nobleman, it is he who decides. If the regime has been founded by the people, they may depose a tyrant on the grounds that he has not kept the founding covenant, but a tyrant who cannot be deposed by these means is best left to God or to some other better means. It is preferable to tolerate a tyrant than to rise up against him, particularly if he is not too repressive, for a popular rising, especially an unsuccessful one, Hmm. incurs many dangers and ferments much dissension. Damn, the first half of what he said was brilliant. I'd vote for him. Well, I think it's all brilliant. Very hard to argue with, except for the God bit, but... Um, you know, I, I think I'm going to post that to Facebook today for my American friends. It is preferable to tolerate a tyrant than to rise against him, particularly if he is not too repressive. For a popular rising, especially an unsuccessful one, incurs many dangers and ferments yeah. much dissension. Get ready for some flashback for that, but that's fine. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, well, you know, I hate that. Right. Oh, I hate, I hate Splashback. Like it with my coffee. I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, look. He knows what he's talking like, about. Let's break this. Yeah. Yeah, let's break this down yeah. slowly because this is good shit. I mean, I, I got a lot of a lot of time for Savonarola. Mm-hmm. Um, the purpose of a community is to help people pursue their highest good. That's your declaration. No, not your, your declaration of independence. Well, it is. It's your it's it's your constitution there, right? right. The opening of the declaration Pre- of yeah. it's uh, yeah. truth, liberty, and pursuit the American way. No pursuit uh, of Superman. happiness. What's Pursuit of happiness, right? Which is from Lucretia. That's it. Yeah. Right, it is. And and he is probably knows his Lucretius right. as well, obviously. But he, uh, he probably hates Lucretius. Sure. But he's, he's, he knows you know, it. Pulling bits out of it. Yeah. It's also Plato, um, you know, the highest good. Uh, it, 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 but it's right there, right? The, yeah. the The purpose of a community is to help people pursue their highest good. Perfect. Um, it's better that citizens farm their own land than pursue wealth by commerce mm-hmm. because commerce corrupts the community um, yeah. and the wealth of the few enables them to rule over the many. So Nailed he's it. talking communism here. Yes. Communism. Right. Uh, which we know the early Christian communities apparently were communist according to Acts of the Apostles, what we can tell. So he's basically saying, listen, wealth, wealth is a bad thing. For society in general, a differential of wealth. It better if every what does he say? The middling sort. Yeah. Polity thrives when citizens are neither very rich nor very poor. Middle class. There's communism. Yeah. Communism right there. Yeah. Everybody basically has relatively equal amount of money. Yeah. You know, from each according to his ability to each according to his needs. Perfect. And and I think he also writes much in what there. He's saying here. He also writes in there to have a very large middle section or middle class, whatever you want, want to call it. And if they're the dominating power, they can keep an eye on the the few that are richer than them. And they can also take care of the few that are poorer than them. So if the, most of the people are right in the middle, that's the majority of your people. You're doing pretty well. But I think what he's actually saying is you don't want the rich or the poor. Right. No, if it can be helped You, you basically want, yeah. you want them in the middle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, a single ruler is most able to maintain unity and peace among the many. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, not not long after this, Machiavelli would come along and write the Prince, which is basically w- his argument as well. Yeah, look, a strong ruler who is uh, feared but fair right. uh, is the best form of government. Yeah, you know, if you can, if you you know, you don't have to argue with people. I mean, you don't have to have long fucking debates right. where no one can agree on anything. Just one guy yeah. who goes, yep, yep, you know, you want an Augustus Caesar, right. basically. Benevolent. Powerful. Yeah. Benevolent. Feared. Don't want to piss him off, <laughs> but, you know, he's trying to do the right thing by everybody. Exactly. That's what you want. Yeah. I mean, he fails in the very rich part, but uh, outside of that, that's what you want. Yeah. Um, and, and then he goes on to say a tyrant. Yeah. Now, he says God is the best model, but you don't want a tyrant. I'm sorry, but God basically much oh. says if you don't believe me, if you don't obey me, you're going to hell. Forever. God is a tyrant, yeah. Yeah. so I wouldn't wrong. say God is the model. Yahweh is the model. Right. Maybe a better God, Venus, Aphrodite. Oh, I thought of her. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Be behind her all the time. Oh, and a bit, you know, <laughs> on my knees below are just a bit of the, you know, it's, uh, 
Anyway, I think we've lost the thread of this. Whatever she wants. <laughs> whatever she wants. <laughs> whatever mama needs. Mama gets. Mama gets. <laughs> But then he also says, you know, uh, you know, tyrants need to be overthrown. Right. By the people if they can, if it's too dangerous, be left to God or from someone who holds his place from God. Yes. Hmm. Oh, I don't know. I wonder who he's talking about. <laughs> hmm. Priest. Yeah. So um, you, you got to wonder if Lorenzo read this. As I said, it's a bit like his mind Kampf. He, she, if he'd read that, he may have gone, hey, get this fucking guy out of here. Yeah. What are we doing? Or we doing this guy around, he's dangerous. Keep him in if we can keep him on a leash, but that's kind of dangerous yeah. too. Yeah. But at this point, Lorenzo probably didn't even know who he was. No. Now, Savo gave his first sermon in Florence in 1483, not very popular, didn't go down well. Right. People didn't like his foreign accent. He had a Ferrarese accent. Right. Had a gravelly voice. Ugly as fuck, too. <laughs> Big hook nose. Looks a little bit like Cosimo de' Medici, actually. Just like butt ugly. Right, the- Skinny, <laughs> butt ugly. Right. But his message wasn't bad. From what I can tell, he's talking about doing the right thing. Civic leaders should take care of the people. You know, avoid... Uh, 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 desire for wealth and stuff like that. So it wasn't that it was it was him and it was his presentation because these are Florentines. They're used to a little bit of panache and they're not getting it from this guy. Not that he's trying to give it to him, but it's not working for them. Well, I think he starts off, his first speeches were sort of too scholastic, too yeah. bad PowerPointy. Uh, he's just <laughs> reading bullet points on right. the screen. Um, people are like, you know, I could just read it. I don't. We can read. Yeah. He goes, oh shit! I'm Fuck. used to I'm used to audiences that can't yeah. read. I forgot. <laughs> or students, you know, yeah, who have to listen to me. Told you about that. Right. I used to go to these Microsoft conferences when I worked for Microsoft, and yeah, you know, they'd fly forty thousand of us into New Orleans for a fucking conference, and then they would stand up there and they would read powerpoints. Oh. And I'd be like, hello, <laughs> you know, Email. we can read. Yeah. Yeah. We're all very clever people. That's why you hired us. Very high IQs. Right. Uh, we can read. You don't need to read the fucking PowerPoint to me. Have a seat. Here's an idea. Yeah. Email me the PowerPoint a month early. We'll read it. When we fly halfway around the world, right. Brilliant. we can actually discuss it and debate the ideas in it make it better rather than just have you stand up there and fucking read to right. us like a class a fucking group of 5 year olds but at the time wasn't that, that they went right shut up riley <laughs> they probably just had that on their name badge shut up riley but is but at the time was that not cutting edge ooh a power presentation or am i getting my dates mixed up no no, no. it wasn't cutting okay no. let's scratch that Ran not not long after that, Steve Jobs was uh, getting up and going, "Oh, one more thing, iPhone," and we we're all like, "Ooh, yeah." No, just Microsoft people are a bunch of uh, retarded nerds who don't know how to communicate to people. That's why Apple is now a keeping their ass trillion trillion dollar business, right? Um, now, but he, 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 you know, he he knew what to do, right? Um, when the first couple of speeches failed, he uh, got on the old phone, <coughs> pulled out his little black book, looked up Barry and Stan's number, right. called him up, brought him in, 
um, being a student of history, yeah. he knew all about Barry and Stan. Right. Flew him in. That's right. First class. <laughs> the cook, you, prov- you know, provided all of their requirements in the contract. Blow hookers. <laughs> M and M's, but remove the right. remove the brown M and M's. Racist. <laughs> not racist. I don't know. I just you know that story. Yeah. Okay. You do know the story. I've told you the story, right? It sounds familiar. The brown M and M story. The Van Halen story. Oh yes, 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 yes. Okay. Good call. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. He calls them in. And they go, you know what you need to do? You need to sex it up a little bit. Yeah. You know what people like? Sex. Yeah, sex sells. Trust us, we know. Sex. Yeah. Sex it up, baby. <laughs> so on his notes to his speeches, we don't actually, unfortunately, his uh, his sermons haven't survived. Right. But uh, his speeches. Uh, some of his um, notes about his sermons have survived. He used to write notes afterwards. Yeah, this critique. didn't go well, yeah. you know. You know, yeah. He would he would analyze his own performance because he was a perfectionist. Um, he wrote on some of his notes in 1483. Note that I have not divided this sermon nor the two following, but I said that I wanted to talk as though the spirit was leading me, just as the bride cried. Let him kiss me with the kiss of his mouth. <laughs> Showmanship. What's that uh, quote from, Ray? Let me let him kiss me with the kiss of his... I mean, I know that's what you said to me <laughs> in Vegas the first time we met, but do you know what it's from I, originally? No, I just knew it would work on you. What is it from? <laughs> it's uh, the opening of the Song of Songs, a.k.a. the Song of Solomon Ooh. in the Old Testament. Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for your love is more delightful than wine. Mm. Pleasing is the fragrance of your perfumes. Your name is like perfume poured out. No wonder the young women love you. Take me away with you. Let us hurry. Let the king bring me into his chambers. Bet Bet you didn't know the Bible was full of sexy stuff. Did they teach you that when you were a little... Catholic? No, I probably would have stuck around if I'd known that. No, it was all guilt. The uh, Song it, of Songs. It was a- Song of Songs is all about it's love poetry in the middle of the Old Testament. Oh, okay. Um, uh, celebrates sexual love. Um, got nothing to do with God, religion, any of that kind of stuff. It's just stuck it in. There. Somebody decided. Yeah. Yeah. Spruce it up. Oh God, this fucking this Bible is so boring. Uh, we need to. Let's put some sex in there. Barry and Stan, I think, was involved in that. And they, they pulled it out again uh, right, for this for guy. Because <laughs> they'd already done the work. And they said, look, just here, use this. People will love it. They've probably never heard of it before. They can't read, so they haven't right. read it. They don't even know it's in there. And so he started uh, basically talking about sexy stuff in his speeches. Right. Um, of course, you know, he... He tried to put a spin on it. A god spin. Uh, a bit like, you know, a bit like Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. He's not like, well, no, I wasn't. <laughs> you know, tawdry. she was giving me a blowjob. It wasn't. I did not have. I wasn't right. lying. She was blowing me. When I said I. She was yeah, doing. Yeah, I. Right. 
Listen to my words carefully. I did not have sex did not, with that woman. Didn't thrust. I didn't move. Nothing. She was doing technically. It right. She had sex with me. I just happened to be there. Right. If sex is the act of pleasuring someone, yeah. she pleasured me and probably herself, quite frankly. Because yeah, I'm that good. By right. having the honor of sucking on the presidential <laughs> penis in. Or as I call him, POTUS The White House. Yeah. (laughs) Little POTUS. Uh, POTUS penis. Penis POTUS. (laughs) PP. My PP, get it? Boom. I'm here all week. Now, of course, he put a spin on it. He said, look, this is really uh, just an expression of the soul's search for God's illuminating love. Oh, it's a metaphor kind of. It's not about. Right. It's a metaphor. Yeah. Poetry, bitches. Boom, Florence. Let me lay some poetry on you. He delivered his speeches in uh, white man rap. (laughs) Well, let me tell you about the story of the Song of Songs. Uh. You might think love's bad, but I'm saying it's not wrongs. Uh. It's not about sex, as you might think. Uh -uh. It's all about God and his love in the pink. Word! When I say the pink, I don't mean the penis. (laughs) I'm sorry if that's what you thought I mean is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, <laughs> should I keep going? No. That's the second cut off his new he album. He said, yeah. What then is the kiss of the mouth if not the subtle penetration oh, yeah. and delicatation of divine things? Right. Not the knowledge of words, but the experience of celestial light. Mm. Enter my heaven. They didn't go. They didn't go with that. So he's like, "All right, Plan B. Look at these videos of, on PornTube of double penetration. Look, that's God. It's really that's like it's just a metaphor right. for how this lovely young woman right. with her huge double D breasts <laughs> wants to be penetrated by both God and Jesus at the same time. And the Holy Ghost. Imagine but no more holes, right?" Sorry. It's sorry. That muscular black man <laughs> penetrating her uh, sweet, sweet pussy is God. And the Latino man with his 12-inch cock in her mouth is really Jesus, or Jesus in this case. And there's room for the Holy Spirit. He can take her up the ass. So... This is, really, this, watch it. Right? Don't, don't turn away. Watch it. This is really, it's not dirty. Right, right. It's a metaphor (laughs) for God. For God's sake. Don't you get it? (laughs) That's right. Now I'm going to start charging to come into church uh, every Sunday. But even these speeches didn't go down well. At the end of his speeches, only 25 people (sighs) were in attendance and they were all old men wearing uh, raincoats. (laughs) And, uh, and they were spent. with a box of tissues beside right. them. And they were asleep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, tell us the one about John the Baptist again. <laughs> okay, we're going to go take a nap now in the city park. Anyway, <laughs> but 
even though he's doing horribly, this guy does not give up because he is trying to find a way to be an effective preacher. Why? Because ultimately, he still hasn't lost sight. He wants to save people for God. He wants to turn things around. He wants the, 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 civil, le- the um, civil leaders to be good to the people. He still has his overall mission. He's on a mission from God, and he's just got to figure out how to sell his message. Yeah, but at the end of this, he, he kind of uh, gives up. For a little while. Yeah. You know, a preacher in Florence lived or died by their eloquence and their ability That's to true. pull an audience. That's true. You gotta put bums on seats. Yeah, You're not pulling bums on Florence, seats. Baby. No one's putting money in the no one's putting money in the tin. Yeah. Collection tin, man. So he decides to quit preaching <gasps> and return to, you know, teaching. Right. Gonna go back to teaching. Um he's like you know, he calls up Barry and Stan. He goes, listen, I tried the plan, didn't work. I showed them donkey porn for fuck's sake. I even pulled out the donkey porn. Donkey porn! Still didn't work. Damn. Uh, Now, these people own donkeys. Well, they go, well, that's probably the problem. I mean, they've (laughs) all... It's common. Yeah. They've all had sex with donkeys. I mean, that works in certain places where they don't have the donkeys anymore. But But if you've got a donkey, you've used that donkey. Everyone's had sex with a donkey. If you've got a donkey. They probably had sex with a donkey before they came to church. Uh, So it's not going (laughs) to work. You got anything else? No? Yeah. Did you pull out the hippopotamus (laughs) porn? Because you've got to go exotic. (laughs) Donkeys aren't exotic enough. No. No. For this crowd. Have you got a lion or an elephant? So, anyway. He tries to quit San Marco, but he wasn't allowed to leave. He's on a five-year contract. Um, So, lucky for him, Barry and Stan said, uh, look, no problem. Our work comes with a money-back guarantee. Um, We never let a client down. We're the mother load of ideas. That's why Cam named his agency mother load. We've got a million ideas. You know, if that one doesn't work, that's all right. Yeah. We've got another one coming. I tell you what, let's take it up another notch. Nice. You know what people like? Right. Okay, maybe not donkey porn, but you know what they really like? A bit of the old apocalypse. Ooh. The end times, motherfucker. Yeah. The eschaton. Drama. Eschatological. Eschatological. Not to be confused with scatological. Was that categories? Which, what is that? Scatagories. Scatological means having an interest in poo. Eschatological (laughs) means the end of times. The word eschaton, by the way, only coined in 1935 from a Greek word meaning the furthest, the end. Eschatology means the theology of the end times. War, famine, pestilence, Mm. the four horses and their ghostly riders, riders on the storm. (laughs) Into this land we're born. Born. (laughs) Love that song. Now, St. Augustine uh, didn't like eschatological preaching. He he said, "Eh, listen. Next. Let me, well, he said, let me lay it down for you. Okay. We, uh, I'm writing in the 300s, right. uh, early 400s, actually, 400s. Um, uh, we've been preaching now the end times since Paul's time, since right. 50 CE. We've been preaching the end time. You're know, like, any minute now, Jesus is coming back. And oh, yeah. 
Quite frankly, I think people are trying, starting to wake up to us. Uh, <laughs> 350 years we've been trying to sell that story. Yeah, it's not... Uh, and don't get me wrong, it was a, it was a, great, it was a great tactic, great, great marketing ride. tactic that Paul yeah. came up with. Worked fabulously for us. Look, right. we've, we've got a Christian theocracy now across the land. Um, we have a Christian emperor, yeah. state religion, everything else has been banned. Um, even the Goths who came and sacked Rome were Christians. I mean, we're, it's Christian, we Christian, Christian, Christian yeah. pretty much everywhere right Still. now. We, 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 Still. We've done a great job, but we don't want to fuck it up by right. keep like telling people the end times was going to come yeah. was a great tool when we had to trick them into becoming Christians. Well, you better become a Christian. End time's going to come any moment now. Be fucked. Yeah. Now they have to be a Christian. We don't need to play that card anymore. <laughs> they don't have a choice. No now. choice, yeah. It's that or die, motherfucker. So After torture. You know, it's it's useful tool when we need it and we don't need it anymore. And, and, and quite frankly, it's a little bit embarrassing because we keep telling them the yeah. end times are going to come and it's is, been 350 years it still hasn't come. Is the end nigh? Honestly, I'm not sure, but we need... We need to try something different. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it depends on your concept of nigh. It's like, <laughs> well... There's nigh Sexual now. relations. There's nigh over yeah, there. Yeah, it's oh, like sorry. sexual relations. Is it nigh? Yeah. Well, technically, <laughs> nigh, yes. If you it could look happen. at it... Right. You know how for God every day... He created the world in seven days, but for God every day is 10,000 years. Well, when we say nigh, we're, we're speaking in... In that sense. God terms. Like, it could be tomorrow. Right. It could be 10,000 years from now. We, 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 we you know, yeah. anywhere in that sort it's of window still of opportunity. Nigh. Really. Right. Nigh. Yeah, it's nigh yeah. to Jesus. That's right. Jesus can, you know, just get distracted by a pretty girl walking past 10,000 years. Can pa- go, yeah, go by. Yeah, Boom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you so see that ass? Oh, we, what happened? We have to work to his timetable. Mm-hmm. He doesn't work mm-hmm. to ours. Right? No. no, that sounds true. So the whole eschatological end times thing had been marginalized since they took over the empire. But Savo, bringing it back, baby. Right. Barry and Stan pulled it out and said, listen, yeah. No one's really doing this, and it's gonna it's gonna sell. Trust me, it's gonna sell. Yeah, because yeah, but 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 yeah. but, but it's fourteen eighty three, man. Like uh, we were saying, any day now, back in fifty, it's been fourteen hundred and thirty three <laughs> years. They go and he goes. The people aren't gonna fall for that. They're like, listen, listen. Yeah, I think you're highly overestimating the uh, collective <laughs> IQ of your audience here. Right. These are Christians we're yeah. talking to. Like, seriously, they still believe he was born of a virgin. Like, fuck, yeah. we can we can pull we can tell them anything. Anything. Yeah. You just gotta pitch it with passion. Yeah, it's all salesmanship. And the Pope is gonna help Bob Pope Sixtus the Fourth is gonna help by dying. In August of fourteen eighty four, there's gonna be a prolonged fight over the successor, so there's drama at the top. We've already had a couple of plagues in uh, Italy and Florence. He can always uh, hark back on those. So he's got some stuff in his quiver. He just needs to uh, focus and draft his message. Yeah. But this sticking with the eschatological, yeah. Yeah. eschatological preaching, this stuff had been uh, shunned even in more recent times. A guy called Fra Bernardino da Siena, Franciscan, back in 1439, so only 50 years earlier, had said this about apocalyptic preachers. If you cut them open, you'd find Antichrist in their own hearts. Oh, God. 
When I was a boy some 50 years ago, he said in a sermon, the delusion about the multitude of revelations and visions was running wild and people were asking if Antichrist had already been born. Oh. But when that, you know, the end of times didn't come past to then, didn't come to pass then, Bernardino came to the conclusion that the serpent encourages demonic illusions so that when the real Antichrist comes, people won't believe it. It's a bit like that shitty Mel Gibson movie from 1997, (laughs) Conspiracy Theory. Right. The theory was that the FBI had created the whole idea of crazy conspiracy theorists so people won't believe the real conspiracy theories. Who are right. Oh, yeah, we'll just set up all of these crazy conspiracy theories and get crazy people to talk about them so people won't believe the real conspiracy theories when they really happen. So this was that kind of thing. Apparently they got that model from the devil. Ooh, of course. Which which Bernardino... Bernardino, where you're talking about, because there's two that are almost back to back that are kind of in the same vein. Was it Siena or Feltre? Siena. Siena. Okay, because there's one that's going to come right after him who was actually named after him, who lives from 1439 to 1494. He again is like this guy. He's attacking the Jews. He's against vanity and ambition and greed. So the point is, there are those who are putting out their message saying that things get really bad, something might bad happen to us. And so the message is there, but it's kind of subtle. But like you said, uh, Savo's going to bring it back in style. Now, years later, in a sermon in 1496, Savo said, Everyone who knew me 10 years ago knows that I had neither voice nor breath nor preaching style. In fact, everybody disliked my preaching. But when God gave me this gift of prophecy, Amen. I accepted it willingly for love of him. Or, or the other way of looking at it is right. Uh, he just kept getting more and more over the top until he yes. found something that worked. Like Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, just throw out some shit, yeah. whatever yeah. sticks. Yeah. Just stay it again and yeah. again and again. Yeah. Stick with it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's Works. just throw out crazier and crazier shit until I tap into a nerve. And he did. And then ride that motherfucker all the way, baby. <laughs> to the White House. Yeah. Now, as you say, uh, Pope Sixty died in 1484, and there was a new battle over who was going to be Pope. A lot of bribery going on, a lot of corruption in the uh, Cardinal Enclave. Many people, including Savo, thought this might lead to a new schism. Yeah. And he suddenly came up with seven reasons why the church was about to be scourged and renewed. In 1485, he went to San Gimignano, the little town about 30 minutes north of Florence. Beautiful little town, Uh named, of course, after St. Jimi Hendrix. Sure. And uh, he was the Lenten preacher, preaching during Lent there, delivered a series of sermons about sin and vanity, chewed out the bad and lazy pastors who were corrupting their flocks, called bullshit on what he thought of as (laughs) tepid Christians who were lukewarm and superficial about their faith. Mm, damn. He and, and 
you have to be a zealot in order to take on all the different bases of power. He's taken on the rich. He's taken on uh, the people in general that you would think he would need their support. He's also taken on parts of the church or the church itself. So, again, this is a guy, it's almost like he has nothing to lose or he, he firmly believes in his cause and he firmly believes that God is supporting him. So I think that's where we'll leave this episode with uh, Big Savo. Mm-hmm. He's hit upon the magic combination. Fiery delivery, not this boring academic delivery. Fiery delivery. Right. Kiss me on the mouth, baby. And <laughs> apocalyptic rhetoric. The end of the world is coming, bitches. Yes. Get ready for it. And uh, that's where we'll pick it up next time on the Renaissance Podcast. My brother's doing fast on my mother's TV Says she watches too much, it's just not healthy All my children in the daytime, Dallas at night Can't even see the game or the Sugar Ray fight The bill collectors, they ring my phone And scare my wife when I'm not home Got a bum education, double digit inflation Can't take the train to the job, there's a strike at the station Neon King Kong standing on my back Can't stop to turn around Broke my sacroiliac, a mid-range migraine Cancer membrane, sometimes I think I'm going insane I swear I might hijack a plane Don't push me Call, um, close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. For my feet, wear a shirt and tie and run with the creeps Cause it's all about money, ain't a damn thing funny You got to have a con in this land of milk and honey They pushed that girl in front of the train Took her to the doctor, sold her arm on the game Stabbed that man right in his heart Gave him a transplant for a brand new start I can't walk through the park cause it's crazy after dark Keep my hand on my gun cause they got me on the run I feel like an outlaw, broke my last glass jaw Hear them say you want some more living on a seesaw Don't push me Cause I'm close to the edge I'm trying not to lose my head Say what? It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under
A child is born with no state of mind, blind to the ways of mankind. God is smiling on you, but he's frowning too, because only God knows what you'll go through. You'll grow in the ghetto, living second rate, and your eyes will sing a song, because deep hate the places you play and where you stay looks like one great big alleyway. You'll admire all the number book takers, thugs, pimps, and pushers, and the big money makers, driving big cars, spending 20s and 10s, and you want to grow up to be just like them. <laughs> Smugglers, scramblers, burglars, gamblers, pickpocket peddlers, even panhandlers. You say, I'm cool, I'm no fool, but then you wind up dropping out of high school. Now you're unemployed, all non-void, walking around like your pretty boy Floyd. Turn stick up, kid, but look what you done did. Got sent up for an eight-year bid. Now your manhood is took and you're a make tag. Spend the next two years as an undercover fag being used and abused to serve like hell to one day you was found hung dead in the cell. It was plain to see that your life was lost. You was cold and your body swung back and forth. But now your eyes sing the sad, sad song of how you live so fast and die so young. So don't push me cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. <laughs> Yo, Mel, you see that?